When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. We just want to give you all a quick heads up that we will be discussing the topic of self-harm and suicide. If that is something you're uncomfortable with, we totally understand, and we will catch you on the next podcast. Uh, We will have resources in the show notes if that's something that you're interested in. Take care. Welcome back to The Flight Attendant. We're flying into your feeds. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-pilot, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I am so glad that we are double-double toiling, troubling together, talking about The Flight Attendant, (laughs) Episode 7. We are heading over to the old Ferris wheel at Santa Monica Pier today. Yeah, um, what it, what would you say if I just showed up and I was dressed exactly like you with a blonde wig on? Would it freak you out? Uh, I think, like, the, the you know, we are not that big of fans of wigs on this podcast, so I do think that the blonde wig would send me over the edge. If you decided like a to... a dry, flat wig. Yeah, if you decided to dress like me, hmm, I mean, does that consist of black leggings it, and a long sleeve? Oh, and a turtleneck. But yeah. I hate turtlenecks. That's I the problem. Why I would just be, you know, you'd be able to tell us apart because I would be the one just like grasping at my neck constantly because <laughs> I can't stand it choking me. That and the six inches between us, yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah, maybe the height difference would also tip it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I did realize that about 
80% of my wardrobe is now turtlenecks. So Yeah, it's a problem. You should see somebody about that. Um, But also, we're not alone because we're not going to just twin it. We're going to triple it. So I brought someone in who looks exactly like us. Yeah. Um, And not for nothing, but I also believe that his head would be perfect for a wig. Ariel's here. Ariel, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I immediately got like a hot flash when you said that because synthetic hair on on my head does not feel good it makes me sweat a lot mm. uh but yeah if we all showed up in the same thing i probably i mean i probably have my like tommy bahama beach chair on my back thinking that, stop like, it both of you. <laughs> but You're i like, oh is that not the costume for this? it is part of the costume because i do have my own my very own tommy bahama beach chair now which you if you follow us in the discord you can see the tommy bahama beach chair uh 2022 watch <laughs> i cannot uh yeah we were on the hunt for a Tommy. This is like, I'm going to cut this out. No, you can't. <laughs> did you forget I edit this podcast there? I will did, say that a Tommy Bahama beach chair is the elite beach chair. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I do a sponsorship. Yeah, we're not Bahama. even sponsored by Tommy Bahama. And you've literally said the words Tommy Bahama at least 15 times. We're three minutes into the podcast. This is yeah. Yeah, I will say that I am the biggest fan of Tommy Bahama and all of his beach wares. So <sighs> if you're curious what the hell we're talking about, become a patron, posterrecaps.com slash Patreon. There was a whole discussion about the best beach chair and is it worth the $80 or however much it is? I would say yes. Catch me this summer on the Jersey Shore beaches with a turtleneck and a Tommy Bahama beach chair. Yeah, no, please no. Catch me on the beach. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Um, Ariel, tell us a little bit about your experience with the flight attendant because I'm pretty oh sure you were flying through the series. I flew through the series very recently. I was watching it on a plane not too long ago and it felt very appropriate, especially uh, in the early days. Uh, of season one, I think, um, wow, for me, okay, going into it, my immediate reaction was like, holy crap, I can't believe that I didn't know TR Knight was in this. I'm a big Grey's Anatomy <gasps> fan. So yes. this, was like, this was like, for me, some like really random, beautiful, lovely casting between him and Rosie Perez, who is like New York City royalty. And um, I mean, this season, we got Sharia Agdashli, a freaking Sharon Stone. But even season one, there are all these people that I personally liked and have like, you know, quote unquote, an association with just from liking them from other things. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh, OK, cool. So that's making me feel better. And I, I wasn't sure what to expect because I know it was like a big hit at the beginning of COVID and it was like such a thing. And I really liked it. I thought that it's, I mean, especially watching it on a binge for me, it was super easy to get through. Um, just, you know, I have the capability of watching things at higher speeds if I need to <laughs> for, for binging needs. Mm -hmm. um, and I, for me, the stuff that hits the hardest is like having, uh, having TR Knight be on the show who played George O'Malley on Grey's, sorry, Grey spoilers. He did. And like to see yeah, him, the 007 moment yes! with him on Grease is like one of like the moments. I remember. It I remember is, it well. It is like literally one of those TV moments where your like heart is all of a sudden like in your butt. Like it just, it's awful. It was so well executed and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, as corny as this is going to sound, like to see him be doing something here, I don't mean the actor. I mean like who mm -hmm. is essentially George and like having another life is really beautiful to me of like he continued on like perhaps yeah. in a parallel universe, whatever. 
Um, and honestly, like I see him on screen and my mind and my heart is just like immediately ready to cry because that's where I, that's how I go into Grey's. So any scene between him and Kaylee Cuoco, I'm just like immediately in on. And that's mm. the stuff that, that hits hardest for me. Like I have a sibling who has children, uh, it like so many of the things, I mean, it's all universal. It doesn't matter if you know what the situation is, but like, if you have mm -hmm. a sibling or if you have like a close friendship relationship, whatever, you totally get this and they just play it so well, the history tracks, like that's the stuff that's richest to me. Yeah. The, the mystery stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Michael Huisman, whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah. He's hot. I love having him around for a while. Um, <laughs> is that Benjamin Barry? Is that who plays Benjamin Barry? No, no. That was the, the season one guy, the, the dead body. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. Oh yeah. yes. He was very good looking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hottie, hottie with a dead body in the bed. Um, <laughs> hottie with a cold body. <laughs> Um, oh. yeah, you know, speaking of George O'Malley, um, and, and TR Knight Davy, as we know him here, I don't know, Sarah, like, I'm a little nervous about the situation with him and those, like, urgent texts he sent yeah. Cassie. I'm like, is Jenny gonna straight murder him? Yeah, they really buried the lead on those text messages, and it was really a blink and you miss it. I actually paused it like three times trying to get a hold of what those text messages said, but I believe they said, call me K. And right away, if you're a grown man using K as in like, okay, but only the letter K, we know you're fucked. Um, <laughs> you dead, girl. You in danger, girl. Then run, says, run, Molly, run. <laughs> then he says, I'm really confused. Same girl as me as well. Mm -hmm. And then finally he says, I really need to talk. All in capital letters, by the way. And okay, so she's not getting broken up with, obviously, because it's her brother. So, like, a we need to talk is like <laughs> very serious from a relative. We really need to talk, just not a. Yeah. So yeah, and she didn't respond to him, and we don't know what happened afterwards. When so. she's sitting up in that freaking, I what are those called? What Ferris, Ferris, Ferris wheel? No, no, she's just Ferris chilling on the Ferris wheel. Girl, pick up the phone. Just At call your brother. Them. Be like yeah. K K thumbs down, like scrunchy face. Yeah. Busy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I honestly had totally forgotten that that happened. Like coming out of the episode, mm -hmm. um, you've kind of forgotten about it by now. And to your point, Sarah, not only is it a blink and you missed it, they didn't even do like the requisite very common on every TV show. Like first they show you the phone from the angle of the person and then they zoom in on the phone so you can like yes. really read it clearly they did not yeah. do the zoom in from what i remember mm, no, so no, like they not. were trying to like show you but not show you like this thing but it's way more yeah. important that they were playing it's a little too cute i think i will say that i think that for me a show that shows text messages i think that the best that i've seen it is the last few episodes of Pretty Little Liars or few seasons where they put the text messages on the screen. Oh, I love when they do that. I'm 33 years old. My eyes are going worse and worse <laughs> by the year. I can't be staring at tiny little screens on your iPhone on the television. I need the large text messages on the screen. Oh my gosh. I and just picture like Sarah like shaking her fist at the sky being like, make the text bigger! I just, I have to pause it. I have to stare at it. <laughs> To... it was hard it was really hard and the hilarious thing is like they're on the pier so it's really light out and there's terrible glare on the phone and it doesn't matter how expensive the camera is there's no getting rid of the glare of the secondhand phone camera from beyond yeah. like you're getting there are like two levels of 
lenses now, whatever, and there's a screen, you're not going to get it. Just give me the, you can do it the way, uh, what was the show? Uh, 11 chapter, no, not chapter 11, station 11 did it where they just put plain text up on the screen. As yes. The Great. Do that. Yeah. It doesn't have to look fancy. Yeah. Um, so we yeah, spent all the budget on the giant uh, Godzilla. We will Easy get into the bear situation <laughs> because I have thoughts. Okay, build a bear, eat your heart out. I have thoughts <laughs> on this. Easy does it, bear. Um, all right, let's let's get into the episode proper. So, season two, episode seven, no exit. Sarah, would you like to walk us through this episode? I would. Okay, she's, you're making eyes. I would be. <laughs> I would be thrilled to. Yeah. Okay. So everyone believes you. Let's go. So Cassie and Shane are in the car um, at the docks where the boat is, and they are discussing their friendship. And Shane is debating if he can really have the capacity of being friends with Cassie or not, which I feel like is a, a you know a valid question. Not only did Cassie um, mess things up with her significant other, but he's all she's also dragging him into all of this mayhem. So I think like the question of should I be friends with Cassie or not should probably be an easier uh, answered question than Shane is debating. I don't know how you think about that, Ariel, because I think that I would be like, thanks, Cassie. It's been real. I feel like that's just a test like everyone should be doing when they're walking in the door, like with Cassie, like any of her friends, any of her family, uh, are, you know, do you want to stay alive? Do you want to stay uninjured? Then maybe rethink your connection yeah. to her period. Full stop. <laughs> yeah. The good news is, is Cassie does feel bad and Shane doesn't want her to be framed for murder. And Cassie tries to justify all this craziness by saying, you know, I've had like a crazy week. I've been having issues with my family. I've hurt everybody. But the worst part of it, Shane, the worst part of all of this has been hurting you, Shane. Jessica, she had a terrible experience with mm -hmm. her mom the other day. Her mom day. straight up smacked her in the face. Like, that's a bad week. Davy is upset with her. But what's worst of all is that Shane is mad at her. <laughs> I gotta admit, um, Shane, I loved him in season one. I really love him in season yeah, two. Yeah, I, I love him too. I love his, like, no-nonsense attitude with Cassie, but he's still there for her, even though he, like, you could tell he's like, if not for my job, I not would not be with this woman right now. I, I, get, I get that. I get that thing. But he, yeah. he does his work. He's good at his job because he's been doing some digging, and he's made the correlation that everyone that's died – thus far has had contact with will the mark in berlin right uh which is great we love people that actually solve crimes and cassie <laughs> is suspicious of I benjamin and how benjamin didn't figure this out or maybe he didn't he was just like i'm not gonna tell cassie this she's on a need to know basis and she doesn't <laughs> she's need, to know this. need to know basis <laughs> but yeah cassie is now totally out on benjamin barry and only trust dot um so bad, like bad I, news, right, Ariel? Tell me you you're not completely sus on Dot. I was, I was like, it's too obvious if like she's the other, the copy blonde because she's blonde. She's like I was blonde. trying to like go through all the people in my head before this, and then it was mm -hmm. basically ruined by the previously on. Because as soon as this episode started, I was like, 
Oh, it's freaking what's her face. They just showed the me show her. The show is <laughs> so bad with the previous thing. Oh, I skipped the previous I skipped it. I, I don't mess around. Anybody, I know this is the last episode coming up, but I advise anybody who watches this show to skip the previously on because they are so spoilery. Yeah, certainly for the finale. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're um, very spoilery in their previous songs. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was. I mean, I I feel like Dot is like the easy the easy option, but yeah, and like so Cassie now. I feel like Dot has incepted Cassie's brain, and Dot's like, "Ooh, you believe me? Benjamin Barry is a hottie, but he's bad." <laughs> yeah, and so that, like that's part of the CIA training. He's a hottie, but he's a baddie. I was trying. I was trying to rhyme body, and never mind. I don't think I it worked, but I still loved it because it sounded British. Yeah, <laughs> it, was sounding, it was sounding pretty good. He's a hottie with a body. So um, we're out of the car, and yes. Cassie's telling Shane that Max tracked down the registration number of the slip, which I've learned now is um, what they call a parking spot for a boat. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's I like knew... a dock and a slip. I knew that the word slip was involved with boats, but I didn't know what it meant. And I didn't want to ask anyone. It's like that thing of like, yeah, the slip. Yeah. It's over yeah, there. it's kind of similar to like, oh, there's like port and there's like starboard, starboard, starboard. Starburns. I think she's wearing her community sweatshirt. She's accepting this podcast. It's like ass <laughs> and starburns. Those are the two directions. Port and starburns. Um, <laughs> uh, so they they um so they come up to the boat, um of which was in the viewmaster, and they automatically see blood on the docks. They go inside and they see three bodies of the CIA agents, and Cassie's freaking out. Um, one of which is, as we know from last episode, is the CIA agent with the cloudy eye. Uh, she tells him that he was in Berlin. Shane right away is like, we have to call the cops. While Cassie is saying we need to call the FBI and Dot to fill them in. And yeah, but like Shane already done told you, Cassie, someone at the CIA is messing with you. They have Cassie knows that someone messed with her psyche, Val. Why are you immediately like, I feel like the only person at the CIA she should be trusting right now is Shane. And even that is like questionable at times. Yeah. And he already told you not to trust anybody else. Like he already told yeah. you that, that, that something seems weird. So don't trust people. Yeah. Uh, but... I do want to applaud Cassie for actually wanting to try to call the CIA because she's got, done a lot of stuff this season and none of which it was time she felt like it was like oh i should call the cia and finally she was like oh i but should call the cia the but now is not the time it's very confusing it's Listen, it's honestly Shane, hard to keep up if i'm Shane, i'm throwing her overboard like she does not <laughs> listen like, that's the only she way she won't not. be in the way <laughs> yes because there he's like listen don't touch anything this is a crime scene don't cassie let me repeat don't touch anything. This is a crime scene. I'm going to call the cops. Stop freaking out. First of all, she calls Dot. Bad news. Second of all, she picks up the glove. I could not believe Yeah, Sarah, so she sees her red glove this. that she lost in Berlin and <sighs> picks it up, which will any if anybody's seen one episode of Law and Order, you don't pick up any evidence in the room you leave a beat you don't want your little paws on the glove it doesn't matter if you're like super worried that having the glove there will make you guilty it doesn't matter don't touch it somebody else's evidence could be on it uh if you touch it then your evidence uh, your your dna is going to be on it so 
I I just don't understand why she, her first reaction would be picking it up. But I, I think love that the idea that she's just like this is mine. <laughs> my glass. <laughs> oh, they're missing set. Oh, now I right. Yeah, she's like, maybe, you know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe she really wanted the, the full set again. Well, the other thing mm-hmm. is, did she ever get the one back from e- the Echo Park murders? Because if not, then girl, what do you need with a single glove anyway? Yeah. Are you Michael now Jackson? Then you don't need set. one glove. Yeah. I mean, it's really glove. upsetting yeah. when you're missing a mitten. Like pretty well. I mean, it's more upsetting things. when you're being framed for murder. That's true. My, That's true. My best my best friend and I always like say we always point at gloves on the street and we're like, oh, innocence lost. Like when there's one glove. <laughs> like, oh, so sad. <laughs> I love uh Tom Hanks's Instagram is just a plethora of lost mittens and playing Aww. cards. I'm sorry, it's... that's what Tom Hanks does on his Instagram. Uh, Can yes, I that's be correct. that famous? He prays. I was gonna say like... he pays someone to do the problem. No, I really think that <gass> Tom Hanks do that does it. I really don't, do think that Tom Hanks does th- it. He always um and then he always signs off his Instagram as X Hanks and H A N X. He's very edgy, very artsy that Wait, Tom what? Hanks. Whatever, Hanks, it doesn't like, matter. Like X instead of KS at the end of yeah. Hanks. Why does yeah. he do that? That's because he's edgy and cool. Because he's not Tom a regular Hanks. Hanks. He's a cool Hanks. He's a cool Hanks. <laughs> Um, so Shane knows right away that these bodies have been dead for less than six hours. Cassie's definitely making this all about her. So she flashes to the mind mm-hmm. palace and you're so vain is playing. I love this song. Anybody who's seen how lose a guy in 10 days knows how brilliant this song is. All speaking of another Benjamin Barry, just saying, go check out oh, that film. Yeah. Great yeah. fight. Great fight. Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah, so um, the 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 depressed Cassie. I don't know which one we're calling this because black like hole Cassie. Well, they're all kind of black hole Cassies now. I have a question. Do we <laughs> think all that eventually they just were like, we're tired of having Kaylee Cuoco have to change all the time, so we're just going to make <laughs> the Mind Palace versions of her just the same as the regular version, but just throw some extra black eyeliner on. Yeah, yeah, I think that they. I, I love the idea of gold dress Cassie and black cool Cassie and bathtub Cassie and all the Cassies. But I, I do think now it's just they're all black hole Cassie. It's really hard to keep up with which one's which. I think they should have done like wig Cassies where it's like all they have to do is like change your wig. And it's probably like a lot easier, right? To change a probably. wig. And maybe not. Maybe well, we've seen the wig budget not. on this show. Yeah. So it's, well, that's what I'm it's saying. $5 if, from Amazon. Yeah. If they're, if they're, changing the wigs all the time then you don't need to make them look fancy because they're like cartoonish already um i do like that they're all like being you know infected by the darkness in the like the metaphorical way but um Mm -hmm. yeah i kind of miss the also where's what's the little girl cassie doing is she still building something she's uh dragging real life cassie around saying come with me come with me yeah she brought her upstairs Um, so yeah, so she basically Cassie is now worried because she thinks that all these people are dead because of her. As we mentioned before, she finds the red glove, picks it up, calls Dot's office, uh, even though Shane told her not to, but why would she listen? 
And uh, the receptionist is like, can't speak to Dot right now. She's talking to more important people than you. Um, I love not even the like, let me go give her a memo and see if she wants. No, no, no one can be. You're not important. I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah. She's in a meeting with very important people. You can't speak with her, but you may speak to Benjamin uh, Barry. And Cassie's like, no, don't need to speak to him. No. Uh, and then she takes the glove uh, while Shane is on the phone with the police. And then we like, cut to Shane opening crevice. saw it there. Like, who do you think you're going to hide this from? I don't I understand don't this move at all. It's selfish. It's it's fully selfish. She does not want this to go um, to be blamed for her. So instead of leaving evidence, making the case probably easier, or, uh, you know, a clue or anything, she's so selfish and so vain that she's just worried about herself and she has to take the glove and protect herself. That's what she's worried about at this moment. Her hand is cold. She's like, I need this glove back. It <laughs> no, but, I mean, I, but I think it totally makes sense that she, you know, after like PTSD from season one of like, oh, I'm going to get blamed for stuff that she would be like trying to get out of stuff here. But um, yeah, yeah, I kind of cared. I kind of cared more back then. Now I'm just like, where's Davy? Bring Davy back. <laughs> <laughs> What's Davy up to? <laughs> um, and then. Ariel, we ha- I have to ask you because Sarah and I have been kind of out on the Megan stuff as of late. What are your feelings? Because you watched everything more on a binge. So mm-hmm. how do you feel about Megan's storyline for season two thus far? Oh, Megan, Megan, I I have to just say, like, anytime I see Rosie Perez on screen, I just light up, like, immediately. I just think, oh, my God, this is, I'm so excited to be seeing her in anything. Mm-hmm. And watching her in season one, especially towards the end, or even in the beginning when all this stuff was happening, I was like, what is this all for? And in retrospect, it's almost like this thing that we're going to only really utilize in season two that we're introducing in season one, uh, which is kind of cool. But all to say that, like, Rosie Perez deserves better uh she this storyline is like okay like anytime she's with bill or with her son i really feel it you know like the connection is being sold the emotion but i just don't get it and then she kills a korean guy i'm like where's this going and yeah you're really run. even for me who's a fan like you're really running out of uh like runway with my care here yeah once again for me so we're at this part where she's in a parking garage and she's watching her son Eli who she clearly misses and wants to be with but Mm -hmm. instead of what in my opinion would be the better thing to do turn herself in think about your family first Um, you'll be able to visit your son when he visits you in prison it's not ideal but it's better than endangering your son and running uh, constantly running from not only the authorities but from the North Koreans Um, so she's watching him which once again if you know you're being watched why would you watch your son to put not only yourself in danger but also your son because you're in vicinity of them he's following you this guy that's how he knows about Eli so she's watching Eli and the North Korean agent comes and is basically like you know, you've been doing a good job evading us, but we've been following you the whole time. And we've also been following your son. And he knows all about the swim team and his job and all this stuff. And she's begging him, like, please, like, can I get out of this? Like, please don't touch my son. Um, Like, can I get? And he's like, you know, this is like a really easy 
job to get into, but it's has a hard exit policy and no exit policy. So mm -hmm. she decides that Stand she <laughs> she wants she lures him to the trunk of this car and um is like here's the this is where my flash drives are my information take it and the fact that she's like hey you physically take yeah what a rookie move for him to lean in <laughs> yeah when i i was like when, when I, and it was there was a beat Ariel, where I was like, yeah, like this is definitely what's going to go down. Like they're like, you know, he was like, okay, I guess I'll go in the trunk and like reach in so that you can shut the whole thing on my back and then hit me with a crowbar. To me, it was like the watching the personification of like the final vestiges of realism in the storyline just being murdered mm. like she's <laughs> just like, fluttering away i'm like no don't make her yeah. do this because to your point they do telegraph it like what's about to happen or the possibility of it and i'm like no don't do it don't do it no rosie no yeah she yeah. shuts the trunk door on his back and then hits him with a crowbar and then this tiny rosie perez this tiny girl lifts this body into the trunk of the car yeah and it behind her for That's me right. it was New just born and bred right there <laughs> <laughs> it was just yeah. like it was just like too cute by half like i already am mm -hmm. like not really here for this storyline i don't really like the storylines that pull us away from cassie because that to me is where like the heart of the show is if it has to do with like um megan and cassie's relationship and friendship i tend to enjoy it a little bit more but the actual megan storyline i'm kind of like all right can we be done can we have her either arrested or like something else by now and so it just was like we all knew what was going to happen in that scene and then again it felt like we were kind of wasting time like this was the shortest episode of the season and i felt like a lot of that it's precious time and so I mean, I don't even know how long this cop scene with Megan went on for, but it felt like a really long time. <laughs> Do you, um, was this Cherry's car? I was having a hard time yes. remembering. It was. It was the same she car. She bought the car from her. She bought the yeah, car. Yeah, she gave her that her. stock. She gave her like the wad of cash and she was like, for that car. It was like super subtle. And it's like, for that yeah. car, she's like, oh, cool. I'll just buy a new one then. <laughs> Sure. No, I wasn't even I wasn't yeah. even being sarcastic. It was, <laughs> it was it was it was like too subtle. I gotta be I gotta be really real with you, Cherry. It's 2022. There are no cars anywhere to be found. It's really, really hard to buy a car in 2022. You will not be buying a car with a water cash. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, like, where is she going? And also just to go back to that for a second, where if you're uh Rosie Perez's character uh trying to stay kind of incognito that's the car you're going to be rolling around in yeah not a red right red not car. a red car you will get yourself a black car a honda civic or a toyota camry that's that's a nobody's car <laughs> no oh my gosh you're insulting everybody with those cars that's a nobody's car like you're incognito in that car that's okay you're more it's a subtle car you shouldn't say car. that that's a that's a car for crappy people i didn't say that that was definitely <laughs> okay. that's what, what I, I heard you say roll back the tape <laughs> what i did say actually was that cassie is outside the boat just like you know looking staring off into the distance wondering how she got herself into this position and guess who's there jessica guess who's there jenny i can't with course. jenny 
this girl, this girl, if she is not somehow involved, I'm like, girl, what are you doing here? Literally all the time. She's like, hey, girl, I got a police scanner. Decided to come to the crime scene and see some dead bodies. Fun party. Listen, (laughs) we're all on podcasts. We don't be going to crime scenes. And like, (laughs) no, thank you. I have enough trauma in my life without actually giving myself some more by seeing dead bodies yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i still want to just believe that this is just a um a way for the show to discuss how podcasters are the worst and i would say yeah you're probably right about that we but she says i love that davy yeah davy was the only one that was like oh great i love podcasts and everyone else was like go to hell oh yeah stupid podcast (laughs) anybody can have a podcast these days Yeah, they'll give anybody a microphone Uh yeah yeah it's only 99 dollars on amazon.com um (laughs) we're also not sponsored by big microphone so (laughs) big microphone uh so she's definitely there just to get the scoop for her podcast she has a police scanner and she goes around la following the police scanner um and cassie kind of like chastises her because Jenny is (laughs) (laughs) so Jenny's inappropriately joyous um and light at this murder scene and I think that she's being very insensitive about the fact that there's real bodies and I think like that's also a narrative on kind of how media handles these cases and um, you know serious cases in general like for example mm-hmm. the thing that stands out in my head right now is that there is a domestic violence case going on that's very nationally public between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and people are making fun of it making TikToks about it and it's on Saturday night live it's serious it might be a little silly it seems at times but i think it's kind of a narrative that like People don't remember that there's behind these stories that you see on a podcast or the news, there's actually real people behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's easy to like get lost in the, in the layers of it, but it's, it's real. I mean, now I heard, uh, I don't remember where it was I read or someone told me that like now they're talking about potentially doing a televised ver- or a scripted version of the serial season one story and oh. I was just, the first the first thing i thought of was like oh god this poor the poor family of this victim like to like have to like, yeah. now see this potentially yeah. again um yeah it's it's rough I yeah mean, it's i mean i could totally see that being the reason for like jenny to exist i just know the actress and so that's why i'm so dubious on like this show is really good at giving us multiple suspects to look at and i like ultimately even though it is a like murder mystery type of show i feel like the heart of the show and cassie's story and cassie's like struggles with sobriety is really like more of like the the like the mantra or like the the gist of this the show is that versus the mystery because i feel like we could pick things like oh this is gonna happen and oh this person's good this person's bad um easier you know what i mean i just can't see jenny being the big bad after all of this that would we be know- so funny if she was <laughs> we know she that takes Grace up is- 
she takes off like her wig and she's it's bald done. and she's wearing like the the Heisenberg hat. She's like, <laughs> I am the one who knocks. Like she's breaking. Up. Say my name. <laughs> it's Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> you can't have a big dad who's named jenny i don't think it works yeah uh so jenny says all you do is talk down to me and lecture me and then she kind of throws it back onto cassie is like actually saying excuse me but like what are you doing here um and she gets a call and takes it and leaves and i i couldn't help but wonder what are the what's the likelihood that the person on the phone is davy or at least somebody that we know Ooh, interesting. I'm still um, in on the theory that her boyfriend is Buckley. I did like that theory. We, I love that theory. Yeah. The theory that her oh Jenny's Buckley, who we know from, from, season, from one. season one. Buckley. Ugh, creepy As Buckley. There is him. a lot of um like mimicking of Cassie. Like they took off the sunglasses at the same time. They're holding certain things the same way. There's definitely a mirroring that is off-putting that Cassie's Ooh. catching on to. So right. there is some, I will say there is something up with Jenny. Do I think that she's behind this? I mean, Grace specifically says in this episode, this is beyond me. This is bigger than me. It's bigger than you. And I just mm-hmm. can't see it being like, what's bigger is like jenny's behind it all like i kind of feel like she's up to something but it's not the overarching mystery of the season if it is i will eat my words and (laughs) leave this podcast no sarah i'm sitting here listening to you and i feel like you like you sussing it out like that i think she's just um, like she clearly has some kind of like obsession, right? With yes. Cassie and like she met with Davy and she's like hiding behind this podcast thing. Like maybe she's following her. I think there's something about like her wanting to either be her, maybe not single white female, but like there's mm-hmm. something that she's after mm-hmm. from Cassie. Well, and she like says that. clearly, clearly to, it's in I the history. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, I, you're famous from Bangkok, whatever, whatever, you know, season one stuff. Um, so yeah but what does she want want that is the ultimate question yeah that's still probably one of our biggest mysteries that we have thus far well we do have one more episode that's the thing this is the penultimate episode of season two so i imagine that because again penultimate episodes nowadays tend to be almost like finales in themselves like they tend to have a lot of content and it was strange to me that their penultimate episode is the shortest episode of the season mm-hmm. granted it was action-packed right like we're right. at we're at the fair or not the fair is it a fair it's literally uh, a amusement park on the pier amusement park. it's right. an amusement park we're at an amusement park there's a lot going on and yet the episode was really short. So I imagine the finale is probably going to be on the longer side. Like if it, I imagine it has to be around an hour, if not more. That would make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the norm. Yeah. Somewhere between like 45 and an hour, which, which is like normal for them. Yeah. Um, But you're forgetting, you mentioned our biggest mystery. You know, I think we are the biggest mysteries yet to come that the dinosaur teddy bear that we see. (laughs) <laughs> Who Big is teddy she? Bear. What does she want? <laughs> um, look into her eyes. Um, yeah. We are back at Cassie's adorable apartment. Uh, Annie and Max are there. Will they ever go back to New York? 
Only time will tell. Shane's there <laughs> too. I hope they stay. Shane's there too. And Annie is kind of being like, why are you involving Shane into this? He's just a flight attendant. And Cassie says, he's not just a flight attendant. He's a CIA agent too. <laughs> and she I screams. love Shane getting so mad. He's like, Cassie, we just talked. We literally just, just, talked just went over this. But she says, this is the last people I will tell. I promise. <laughs> I can't. To, like get your stuff together. The fact that he here is like giving any credence to anything she says, as far as like I'm not gonna do that again, it's just like laughable. Like even earlier in the boat, where she's like, I'm not gonna do that, and then like here, like you can't go to the what I'm not gonna do. Yeah, that. she's like, impossible. Believing her. Uh, so yeah, so Cassie shows Shane the flight, uh, the viewfinder. And he once again kind of speculates that he thinks every person that um will die that's been associated with will and who is in the uh, viewfinder which is like yeah shane like we figured that out like a bazillion years ago but thanks for sharing the <laughs> obvious and he says i believe that you are the next person to die you are the next mark um cassie is really said about this she gets a phone call and runs to the bathroom which uh annie says my favorite line in the episode oh she's going to the bathroom where everything secret and important ha uh, happens and goes i was like <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. perfect that tracks yeah. yeah and we're kind of like weaving back um the storylines here because she gets a call from megan who's like you have to help me because there's a north korean in my trunk uh and she's just like listen um I need to talk, you know, she finds out about Shane because she had yeah. looked through the guy's phone. And so she knows that Shane was trying to track her. And she's like, listen, you have to talk to Shane and I, I want to get safety. I have like a ton of evidence. So you're the one who has to schedule a meeting. And I'm like, you need to call someone else, Megan, because Cassie's yeah. kind of busy right now trying not to die. Yeah. It's kind of bad timing. I'm not going to lie. If somebody, if I had a lot of stuff going on and somebody calls me and was like, I have a North Korean in my trunk. I need you to help me. But like, yeah, babe, it's not a great time. It's, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's my not my time. refrigerator is running. I have to go. Like any, literally any excuse. Yeah. Especially because I was kind of like, um, when Cassie just like hangs up, cause, um, Megan, there's a cop that pulls up behind Megan. I was kind of like, you know what? Good. I was hoping that it was like, <laughs> hi, like you are literally a person of interest and a um there's a federal warrant yeah. out for your arrest. Please just take her. But no, it was just because she was sitting in the shoulder. Is this a, okay, Sarah, you live in Jersey. Is this yeah. a real life law? So the issue was you cannot park or drive in the shoulder. Yes, of course you can't drive in the shoulder. When typically, if you're parked in the shoulder, that means that there's an issue with your car. She should have so, put her hazards on. Even, put, even yeah. I, who do not drive, said to myself, like, would it have helped if she put her hazard lights on? I yeah. Feel like yeah, yeah. Put, put the hazards on. Because I feel like, you know, when she gets, when the cop comes up to her and they're like, what are you doing here? If I'm Megan, I would have been like, oh, I'm sorry. I had to take a phone call and I know we're not supposed to, like be on the phone and drive and yes. so i just pulled over to take a phone call you seem responsible 
I don't know if you're supposed to take phone calls in the shoulder. What she should no, have said it's was, "It's my, it's my agent. It's my agent. It's not a what role." I do, I do think that she could have been like, "Yeah, I think I'm having some car problems, and I'm like having my husband come and help me out." And what if you said something like, "Like I have IBS, and it's like a bit of an emergency." No, Jessica, that's too much information. For okay, the hold on. Yes, you're no, allowed think- to be. Always say that people people don't like talking about this stuff. So always say people that. don't want to talk about their poop. <laughs> I did. I want to shout out Marissa, the Discord, who said that she was giving like Carmen San Diego vibes, and I totally agree. Yeah, uh, like her outfit. But this is like always. It's I don't know. Like, would it have been less suspicious? I guess so. But then, like, you're also drawing more attention. I don't know. You're allowed to be in the shoulder if you actually have a valid issue to be in the shoulder. She could have lied and just said, I needed, I thought that my car was having issues. Um, that's it. Like the cop would come up to you and be like, Hey, you're are you okay? Like, is there anything I can do? But yeah. you won't go get arrested. So the cop is like, Hey, um, give me your license and registration. Obviously, she doesn't have a license nor a registration. Well, she should have a registration because the if Cherry was responsible, we're not trusting Cherry no. to be responsible. They, they just, they just drugged a woman and run, ran away. Oh, okay. they didn't, there's no registration. She should have it's, a license at least, but obviously. Well, no, she doesn't know, have a license so. because she doesn't have any ID on her. She, she has Hildeberg's. She has Hildeberg. Mm, <laughs> true. So she gets asked to leave the car. And then essentially what Megan does is manipulate the situation. She sees that this cop is a mother and she relates to her and gives us sob story about how she was on the way to the airport to try to reconnect with her son who she's lost a connection with and um this pulls at the cop's heartstrings and sadly lets her go i mean all of us really wanted to see megan uh, arrested i wanted to see her arrested i was full-on ready for this storyline to be done with i'm like arrest her i'm not ready for (laughs) get her (laughs) i'm not ready for rosie perez in the prison garb i'm not but yeah but she tried to bribe the cop Ariel. No bribe. She no did bribe. Tried to bribe the cop. She said. Just because she, she told, said no bribe. <laughs> she said no bribesies. <laughs> this is not a bribesies. This segment is sponsored by C's. Yes. It's like not the a bribe. same exact thing as when you ask someone if there's they're a cop and they have to say yes. If you say no bribesies, then it's not a bribe. Well, she was smart because she used something that had come earlier in the conversation, aka 10 seconds before. And she used it to be like, oh, we connected about the selling, so maybe I could sell you for sell yours for you, Teehee, knowing that it would like never actually be a thing. Because yeah. like the cop would never be like, Oh yeah, I hate these. Like, please sell them for me. Um, you potential criminal. But uh but I do love I do love this moment. Like, as much as I hate the storyline, like the the moment from uh her of just like genuinely emoting and like really trying to connect with this woman and like she's so good at that and it's a beautiful moment for her i wish i cared more about the general storyline you felt like it was genuine it just for me it felt so manipulative well certainly manipulative but i mean like it's that thing where like you're manipulating but you're using this force Mm -hmm. that is real which is like like your how horrible you feel because of what's happening it's like when they say, like, every you start a lie with like a nugget of truth. Exactly, like, yeah. she genuinely feels that way about her son and she genuinely wants to reconnect with him. And so she's using that to force the tears out of her eyeballs. Right. 
Right. She was, I did appreciate the acting in this scene. I just don't care about this storyline is the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're flashing back to Cassie, who is in her uh, clawfoot tub with um, a box of hot tamales. And Annie comes in and tries to console her. And Cassie's worried about her mortality. She's feeling like she's going to die soon. She can't get those dead bodies out of her mind. She's had like a really tumultuous few days. She talks about her very horrible conversation with her mother where she her mom looks her straight into the eyes and said her eyes and says i don't like you and then cassie comes to realize that she doesn't like herself either um and i feel like this is so relatable as well you know having your own demons realizing like do you even like the person that you are who you've become um especially cassie who's you know is having a really hard time of finding something that she likes about herself and respects about herself sad i think she's also kind of taking on all of the the death that's been happening around her she does feel like somewhat responsible for oh yeah impersonating her and so i think at this point where she just relapsed like she literally just relapsed she got back from a really traumatizing family gathering um and i just think like yeah she's gonna be a really tough spot mentally um and then i think when you with her she knows someone's coming after her and part of her is like do i actually deserve this you know am i worth keeping alive at this point um and a lot of the mind palace stuff focuses on that i just think it's such an effective storytelling method for cassie um that's why i really prefer season two over season one if i'm being honest is because i prefer to see cassie interacting with versions of herself in her mind even though we did love hottie with a cold body in season Mm -hmm. one um i don't know i just i don't know ariel how did this scene work for you um i think the I mean, I agree with you first, like I I preferred season one overall, but I think the season two, like between I, I wondered out or I wondered in my head about like, oh, did he not want to do it? Like it also kind of doesn't matter story wise, like him as a character doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But like their solution to it of it being her, I think was so smart and it makes so much sense. And like they can still use the device. Um, I think here it is it does hit really hard and like we talked about earlier how like there's less differences between the different versions of her now and like it's there's a reason for that and like here she's um like we all have we all have this like dark cassie within us right and like yeah hers gets like really powerful here for lack of a better word and like to your point sarah it like matters what you're in those moments or in these kinds of moments, believing about yourself because we're mm-hmm. all telling ourselves stories, right? Um, about ourselves, whether they're quote unquote true or not. And it's yeah, it's it's sad to see, but like it's really uh almost like normalizing in a way that I think is at least positive. Yeah, yeah um, I was actually yeah. speaking to my therapist about that the other day, and she kind of said, you know, you don't grow up to like you know the, these thoughts don't come out of nowhere it usually stems mm-hmm. from somebody in some sort of way 
putting that onto you. So if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about yourself, I'm not stupid, I'm not smart, like I'm really, a, I'm dumb or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it usually stems from like somebody presenting that onto you. And I think like for Cassie. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, her family didn't like made only her father made her feel special. And he, you know, even that was warped and he was drunk and like the way that they bonded was through drinking. So she feels as though she doesn't even deserve to be here. She doesn't when all these other people are dying, like in this episode, she's like, it should be me, uh, which is, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, this is what like, you know, depression and anxiety manifests itself yeah. as a lot of the times. Yeah. I think it's super interesting because even though this is a show about sobriety in a lot of ways and like the recovery process and all of that, it really does also have so many parallels with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and how your brain manifests those things like I literally said to my therapist this week I was like my anxiety feels like a parasite it Mm. finds something to latch onto and it just sucks it dry and it can be exhausting and that's how this feels where like uh you could literally look at the different cassies in the mind palace and label them differently right you could call black hole cassie depression cassie because that's what it feels like you know um i just love that this show i'm sure um many people probably somewhere in, in any type of recovery process can relate to it but i also feel like mental health wise there's just so many relatable things in this show yeah yeah it's and it's something that you don't really expect going into this show it's you know you you look at the previews of it and you're like oh this like seems like a fun mystery yeah mm-hmm. it's it's really really deep mm-hmm. um so max knocks on the door and he has come to figure out the last photo is actually a ride at the Santa Monica Pier. And he rationalizes that the next murder has to be today because the pier is closing down for a month. Um, and the murders have been like, you know, expediting. It's getting closer in between each other. So today is the most likely day. Um, also, at the same time, Max notices the bloody knife that was planted by the double on the upper shelf. Mm-hmm. And then I can't believe it. Cassie goes and surprise, surprise, touches it. She was like, Oh, is this my other glove? And she goes to grab it. <laughs> this is my other glove. Is this is my missing kitchen knife. I don't know. And also, by the way, and the amazing portrait of Cassie is like hung back up when she actually just smashed it, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so yeah, she touches the knife and everyone's like, don't touch the knife. Um, Shane goes running to the back door, realizes that somebody Jimmy the lock and then like puts the knife in plastic. Uh, and yeah, like basically they, they come to realize that the murderer was in the house. They let themselves in. Wah, wah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Lock your doors, everyone. <laughs> well, you said that they jimmy the lock, so the doors were locked. Apparently. Okay, Sarah, you're not making anybody feel better right now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I lock your doors. Yeah, Sarah's like, it doesn't matter if you try to lock your doors because they They're can just jimmy just them. Come in anyway. Or Sarah them, matter. as I will always mm-hmm. say now. They can just Sarah the locks. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we're back in the Mayan Palace. Cassie's holding the bloody knife, and she's encouraging herself to go to the pier. And put herself in a dangerous spot because she, in her mind, deserves to go be there. She deserves to put herself in a dangerous right. position. She deserves to die. So, um, and this is such a great example of like what we were talking about of like yeah. that really awful self talk of yep. you don't deserve good things. You're not worthy. You deserve to die. You don't bring anything to the table, right? Like, this is, and we do get, I, I love HBO. We love disclaimers on shows. Uh, they put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. I thought this was for that. Or excuse me, I thought the disclaimer was for this scene. Because it is such negative self-talk. It's talking about self-harm. When you think about it, this is Cassie in her mind encouraging herself to go to a place where she is going to die. Um, so really well executed, I thought, to just have, especially the moment where they have Black Hole Cassie, like, l- like literally kind of like whispering in Cassie's ear, almost like kind of like the devil on her shoulder yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's very uh, Scarlet Witch almost. Ooh, uh, like yeah. Whispering. So um, Cassie insists on going to the pier. Sean, sorry, Shane, a uh, at first is like no you cannot come but she kind of insists um I, honestly if someone was like you're gonna die today at the pier i'm like great i'm sitting on my couch all day <laughs> yeah me too i'd be like no you know what i will stay i'm not gonna you know this is not a prophecy that i need to follow this um, is crazy but to that point sarah you just said prophecy and that's what i was about to say of like in this situation in these kinds of situations it's so crazy to me like whether it's something like harry potter or like i also thought of dark jess where people are like oh it's not and at least in harry potter they talked about it where it was like the reason you do it isn't because of the prophecy it's because you are like bound to or whatever like forced to because of the situation and like here it's like literally today's the only day it could happen because they're gonna close and she's like, well, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I got to be there. I can't miss it. Exactly. It's because it just reminds me of the plane crash. When she was a child, the plane crashed and she ran to it. She ran to the yeah. danger. It's the same exact thing. She doesn't learn from her mistakes. She doesn't stop running towards danger. Stop running towards bad situations. She just keeps on doing the same thing. Um Annie says that she doesn't want to go. She takes a box cutter, which we'll get there, but not the best uh, weapon that you could take. You're not Giancarlo Esposito, okay? You are not Gus Fring, Cassie. Like, stop it. It was a small box cutter. It wasn't going to do anything. It was literally an exacto knife. The best weapon is the one you have within reach. Is that, is that like a saying? Is that from no? Something? And I just made that up. I it's, do like that. It it's really lime green. sounded like you shed it with conviction. I Thank fully you. believe. I was selling it. I was like, I was selling it just like you were uh, pulling at Grace's X's and O's and being yeah. like, this is a real thing. I don't have a lot of good. I was weapons convincing near the me. cop. I was convincing the cop um, not to not to. Oh, let's me. play a game. What is the what is the thing you could weaponize the easiest that is within arm's reach? Ooh. Letter I have opener. 
So I have, ooh, letter opener is good. I have one of these like electric lighters. I don't know if this would burn anybody though, because it's not like actual flame. Okay, here's what I have. Listen to me. What do you have? I have the bottom of a water bottle cap. Now, that may not sound like much, but they're really like sharp, like that perforated part that like splits from the Aerial. plastic that's holding it in place. You can drag that along somebody's underarm. Oh my God. I'm just Thought saying. too much about this. I also have, um, I have candle wick trimmers. That looks way more dangerous than it sounds. They're kind of like scissors. And scissors I also have plus. nail clippers. So. Well, Jessica is very Why dangerous. Then? I have a screw <laughs> as well, but it screws really good because, like Ariel's saying, just find a soft, fleshy part in your nails. Okay, <laughs> this, I have a theory about screws and nails, by the way. Do you think that anybody ever buys screws and nails, or do you think that they just show up at your house? Because I have a theory that you never buy a screw nor a nail, yes, they just show buy, up. Have you been to a Home Depot or a Lowe's? I've never seen, I've <laughs> never bought a nail or a screw in my life. They just manifest in my home. I think it's that thing where, like, it's the it's the kind of thing since they never go bad right like they get passed down you know yeah. you just like inherit them either from family or from friends or whatever yeah. you move roommates you just never nobody ever buys a screw nor a nail okay so uh everybody <laughs> case everyone closed. Leaves, case closed yeah everybody leaves uh max and annie are told that they have to stay because shane says it's not a fifth grade field trip uh, and then they go anyway and then annie's like oh i can understand why cassie doesn't listen to me ever and and no one is surprised or they shouldn't yeah. be right yeah. just like earlier in the yeah. episode you told her you better listen to me this time two almost two full seasons later you're like all right yeah you know what right now is a great time to go on a fifth grade field trip and hear a word from our friends our sponsors what do you think jess is it tommy bahama beach chairs <laughs> uh yeah actually that's our sponsor yes Make sure you go to your local www.tommybahama.com or your local Costco where you can get your very own elite Tommy Bahama beach chair. Only $50 to $80 depending on where you go. <laughs> and now people are going to be like, I thought that was the ad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. That was a great Tommy Bahama ad. Totally. And if you didn't hear a Tommy Bahama ad, we're so sorry that yeah. it's, it's, you know, maybe you're just not near a beach. Yeah. Did you have fun at our fifth grade field trip to the uh, National History Museum? I don't yes. know that I've ever been to the National History Museum. Oh, well. That stinks for you. <laughs> sorry for you. <laughs> I feel really sorry for you. My um, gosh. We're not there, but we are at the Santa Monica Pier where Shane tells Cassie to listen to him and be on high alert. Meanwhile, uh, Cassie is not listening to him and is instead receiving a text message from Megan that says, on my way. How is Megan able to just be like getting on planes and stuff when she's a wanted woman? We do not know. Listen, she should Carmen be on the no-fly San Diego list. Diego can get anywhere she needs to go. She just puts right? a That's hat on and she's invisible. <laughs> That's why they're, you can never see her face, right? She's always like half Yeah, dark, it's like, part hey, of the curtain things. See, see you later, yeah. tiger. Uh, she she just I mean if she couldn't get anywhere then she wouldn't be Carmen San Diego right so that's true that's true so Cassie decides to use this time to talk to Shane about Megan and uh, essentially say hey like can we arrange a meeting with Megan and she's like I really don't have time for this um I need you to sit at this bench and stay here while I look. What and... a terrible idea. First of all, you know Cassie. You know yeah, she's her. not going to do it. Yeah, if I was Shane, I would get one of those kids um leashes. Backpack leashes? Yes. Yes. I'm with <laughs> and you. And she would be toting around behind me. I didn't even have like a backpack leash. We just had like an outright like leash kind of leash. Like it was, you were it was leashed as a child. Okay, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was, I need to, I need to do this. Free Ariel. <laughs> it was very charming. It was like, uh, it was an elastic band that went around my waist mm -hmm. and it was super stretchy throughout. So it just like those dog ones, you can get real far by yourself. And it just, you know, it just kept you. I never really got pulled. It was more about just like getting out of staying within a certain range yeah. of of the parental unit. Did you do the thing where you just like ran in between like your parents' legs just to get them all tied up like dogs do? You know, now that I think about it, I I don't believe that we wouldn't have tried. We <laughs> may have gotten yelled at and very quickly uh would have stopped but yeah i feel like to not do that would have would have been a waste of the whole situation yeah, absolutely i'm on board yeah. with you yeah, this is terrible this is terrible to be like cassie sit stay never gonna happen no. and then she gets uh yeah and so he like leaves and then she gets the texts from davy that are hey i'm really confused call me Kay. i really need to talk i and i feel as though this has to do with Jenny this one I feel like might have to do with Jenny I think that the phone call that Jenny received could have been from Davey I think this can be connected I feel like that makes sense or is it 
not Davey really texting. I don't know. I can, I can. Ooh, I didn't think of that. But now all of a sudden I'm struggling. I can only hear the survivor quote. Where is Davey? <laughs> Davey? Where is what? Davey? Where is he? I'm so Why worried. Why is he still in California? Is he at the farmer's market? Will he ever leave it? Um, Why was who, she stalking him at the farmer's yeah. market? Who was the honey guy? We never saw the honey guy again. The so many questions. Bunny. Yeah. Um, Cassie looks around and sees her double enter the arcade and follows him. Um, after texting Shane, like, BRB, see my devil. This is so stupid. I yeah. can't. It's Let me dumb. just run off after my double by myself. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. I don't know. So we're flashing over to Annie and Max who arrive at the pier and they're looking for Cassie and uh, the couple is there. The the Wiggy couple. What, what's her name? I don't know. Esteban- it's Wiggy 2 Rocco, Wig 2 Rocco, Wig. <laughs> I hate that. Esteban and Gabrielle. Them, Esteban and Gabrielle. I've been calling them frickin' frack in my head. I, I, <laughs> I like that better. I like that better. Uh, so, yeah, they're following. Um, they are following Max and Annie. Uh, Cassie goes into uh, this area that's a carousel, and she follows her double onto the carousel. And this is a very dizzying scene, and she's, like, going around, and she's getting dizzy, this- and she sees herself in the horse turns I around and like looks at her she was like drugged because this was all very trippy and it's not very in jarring. the way that yeah. cassie is you usually when we see cassie doing this she's just going into like the mind palace and then coming out of it she was actually like seeing things and later when we see ben and shane like bend over i thought they were about to vomit from also being drugged like i thought there was a whole poison situation <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, who got slipped acid? I was like, is this the mushrooms again? Who got? When did? <laughs> oh no, not did, the mushrooms. Too many mushrooms. When did what's her name get back? I thought she was still in the <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I understand, like uh, carnivals and carousels and fairs and amusement parks are always a little bit creepy because you know the funhouse mirrors. There's always like these shapes and bright colors. It's a little like you know jarring but yeah this was like super super weird for me um and she jumps into her mind palace where there's like hundreds of her and you know they once again are continuing this self-talk that's like you're not supposed to be here you're the one that's supposed to die all these horrible things um her double gets off the carousel and she follows i do want to say the double very agile just hops over the fence like it's no big deal yeah yeah good for her um (laughs) and then this is the time where dot calls her back and she says hey you're doing a great job as a non-cia agent thank you for all the evidence that you've collected um and thank you for trusting me in this and this is where i was like yeah like dot seems kind of sus right jess Dot is a hundred percent sus, and at this point, they—that's the thing. At this point, they know we're sus on Dot, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so obvious at this point that it's not been right. Yeah, and so I feel like they're just trying to say, like, 
yeah, it's Dot, and we know you know, and you know we know you they know. Kind of, they kind of need us to be sus of Dot in order for like you to care about the plot at this point, or in order for you to care about Dot as a character at this point, yeah. because they've, they've taken it too far now that now they have to be like, okay, we're doing one final pass. We're making sure that everyone's paying attention. Nobody's yeah. looking at their phone. Yeah, not like Cassie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so she says, if you see Benjamin, do not engage with him. It's not safe for you to be at this pier. And um, I am on the way. And then and this, especially when she was this. like, I'm on the way. I'm like, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, of course, Benjamin is right there and is like, hey, Cassie, stop. But Cassie's running away and she runs to the Ferris wheel to get away from Benjamin. And she's a line cutter, Jessica. I hate line cutters. She straight up budged everyone. Here's yeah. the thing. The last thing I want to do is go on a ride and be stuck somewhere this was not with someone move. that's chasing me. Yeah. No, you know what you do? You go to the most crowded place you could find, and then you scream, "This person's chasing me!" Right? Yeah, that's but the move these shows. Whenever you're at like a carnival, you either you know go on the first ride like she did or you go into the fun house which is a terrible idea because there's all those mirrors and then you see yeah. like bad guys chasing you it's a terrible time um there is security every which way go to the security yeah but cassie doesn't want to do that she she's just like i want to get back on the ride Woo, yeah, one more time. Like, and i the drama <laughs> she is the drama. She is. How great is this ride? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like Benjamin's just gonna be theoretically waiting for her as soon as she gets on the ride. So it's not a great, it's not a, a long-term plan. I don't know about I this. wonder like if it's even better just to pull out the box cutter at that point and be like, if you come near me, I'll cut you. Although he probably has a gun, so never mind. Bringing yeah. the box cutter to a gunfight. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so she just jumps all these lines and she goes on the, um, on the Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel. Yeah. And in the, and I was like, the last even if I went on a ride, the last ride I'd go on is the ride that I'm supposed to die on. Like, oh yeah. The picture was of the Ferris wheel. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I'm not going on the Ferris wheel. She's not the brightest. Bound to it. Well, yeah, mm. or she was drawn to it. It's almost like she had, you know, the when she was running away, she had no interest. The prophecy is fulfilling itself. Wow. Wow. Oh, well. Yeah. So she's she's just like up on this Ferris wheel, just like staring down at Benjamin, and then yep. freaking we got freaking Gabrielle and Esteban all in white. Like they could not be more obvious. They're yeah. all in white with their bleach blonde hair, just chasing Max and Annie. <laughs> and Max and Annie with the most, again, a really dumb idea that ends up working for them is let me just stand in one place in a photo booth. What happens if they find you? Then what? Uh, uh, the good news is that there's two sides of a photo booth, so you can just pop out the other end. Even still. Yeah. Like, I did oh, think that and then and you can do the thing with your with your double where you're like, oh my God, are we the same? Are we looking in the mirror? <laughs> Like they're moving their hands at the same time you are like a mime. So yeah. Uh, they agree that they can't start a life in this photo booth and grow old together there. So <laughs> they do come up with a plan. And they, they do the classic to... thing where they're like, oh, we have a plan. And it cuts away from them because we yeah. don't. Yeah. You know, it's we can't dangerous and risky. Like, oh, da, da, da. You don't get to look at the plan. Get, yeah. out. get, get out of here. It does involve a taser. Uh -huh. Yeah. She has the taser. So. Essentially, Max uses his uh, himself as bait 
and makes himself very aware to yeah, he throws some stuff animals in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and uh they run after Max while Annie runs after them. Annie is pretty cash about this. She doesn't chase yeah. them, she like casually strolls up. Uh yeah, yeah. But you know, she's uh, a woman on a mission. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty badass. It's very like catwoman almost or like yeah. or also she's looking cat. so good in those pants. I gotta say, she got that some good jacket, mom jeans on. That jacket looks the great. Leather on her. Jacket. It's that thing I where it's like jacket, it's yeah. too small to probably close, but like yes. it looks great. It looks great. Yeah. And Crop it, it carries jacket. a great it carries a great taser. I was quite <laughs> Can I tell you when I first saw her put the taser in her jacket in the apartment, I thought she had put a disposable camera in her jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the justification for what she'd be doing with a disposable camera. I'm like, oh, she's gonna take pictures of them. Yeah. And then if someone takes her phone, she has a backup. It'll just take 24 hours to get developed. Nobody <laughs> worry. I have evidence. Hey, yeah. It takes 24 hours is a long time these days for we need it instant is. gratification in these yeah. days. So send it away. It's going to be at least like three to five business days. So if we're being <laughs> honest. Oh, <gosh>. oh no. <laughs> Cassie is on top of the Ferris wheel and sees Benjamin. And then Shane confronts them. And they're both like, what are you doing here? No, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. No, you're not supposed to be here. And it looks in this moment as though Benjamin stabbed Shane. Um, and then it looks like Benjamin falls and it seems as though it's a little hard to kind of figure out what's happening here. Yes. We see it again more closely later in the episode, which I watched back this particular interaction like five times and I'm still not completely sure what happened, but I think I know. Um, I think what ha happened is I think mm. that Grace... <laughs> Stabbed Shane from the back, like and a kidney slice. Stabbed Benjamin from the front. Uh, she is there if you look closely, but then there's a flash of light as though the taser's there, which I didn't figure out where the flash of light is. I'm not a CIA agent, I cannot <laughs> figure it out. It sounds like you are, it sounds like you went back and forth in slow mo, yeah. like frame by I frame. Really, and you really were like, tried. Aha, I this is where the alien came and attacked them. <laughs> I, I, mean, I clearly saw Grace right there, I saw her. It's just hard, it was hard to process. I watched it back five times and i'm yeah. still not completely sure of the choreography of which the stabbing had happened but and, yeah. and the hairography because it's involving that a wig. lot of hair the, the, um, wig, the wig was present that's the only yeah. thing i know actually yeah but it is and it's presented from uh from cassie's overhead view way overhead mm -hmm. view so yeah. like it would be hard to catch in the commotion even like on the quote-unquote mm -hmm. ground level so to see it from like up there where it seems like they literally just put a camera up there with her or you know from that yeah, vantage point yeah it's like, wait who's there oh my god is that cassie oh no i know it's not cassie because she's right here never mind i did like the move to take her phone out to attempt to film it but i also did not like the move of hanging the phone outside of the bucket of the very risky <laughs> like yeah. keep it on the inside at least get like a pop socket or like something to get a little bit more of a grip on it my friend my friend does this when we're on rides and stuff and i'm like you better be careful and then i'm screaming because mm -hmm. it's a roller coaster but 
I'm like, you you better be careful. And he's like, I'm holding on tight. I'm like, is your friend an Aries? Because I feel like your friend is an Aries. He's a he's what I think would be close. I don't know if it's gonna be like a spicy thing, but uh, he's a Scorpio. (gasps) Of course he is. anyway um (laughs) yeah and so then we see cassie's in the mind palace with teen cassie and she's just like come with me and she she i love them going in the elevator and teen cassie being like it's not that out of order (laughs) it's like um that's not how that works Teen Cassie's like, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not following Teen Cassie anywhere. She was gonna bully me and like kick me in the shins. I don't trust that little thing. She's gonna like like totally take an empty bottle or an empty ca- uh can of beer, like crush it against her forehead and then throw it at me in a way that I'm not gonna like. Recover. Is there a way you would like that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, there there are ways that I can think of that. Like, not <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, so Black Hole Cassie is taunting them as the elevator door closes, and we go to the top, um, and Cassie sees her mom standing by the window, and she goes to talk to her, and this is a very interesting scene because um, a couple of episodes ago, Jess, you and I spoke to, or maybe it was even last season, was talking about the concept of um, self-parenting of like, you know, what you wish conversations with your parent actually would have gone versus how they actually did. And we kind of get this interaction between them where it kind of is like Cassie hears the words that she needs to hear from her mom. Yes. um, Even though, they were not said, but in her mind, her right. mom is saying it. So she's make she's self-parenting herself to hear things that she needs to say. So she she's her mom says, you know, um, you waste a lot of time. Um, you know, you have to stop breaking your own heart. You can't control how I, your mother, feels. You're powerless to make me forgive you. You're powerless when someone puts a drink in your hand. You're powerless to put yourself together. Powerless to get off this Ferris wheel. But you have to accept it all um, of what you are you don't have control over. And water star- starts rushing in. And I feel like, to me, that symbolizes the rushing of emotions that she's like opening herself up to, in my opinion. Um, and her mom says, Cassie, I love you. And I wouldn't be saying this in this place if you knew it wasn't true on the outside. Be patient mm-hmm. with others. Be patient with me if you can. And most of all, be patient with yourself. Um, yeah. And yeah, this is a great method of self-parenting. This is what Cassie wishes her mom said when she went to go visit her. Be patient yeah. with yourself. Like, let me let me mother you. Let me like be here for you in this moment. It's not what Cassie heard, but she's doing a very good job in this moment saying words that she needs to hear. Yeah. This very much felt like a, like a, if there was a multiverse of the mm. flight attendant in a different universe, this is how that conversation goes with her mother. Yeah. I especially loved that. Like the parallels and the callbacks to that conversation where in the real scene, her mom does put her hand on her face, but then she smacks her. Here, she puts her hand on Cassie's face and then kind of caresses it and yeah. kind of props her chin up almost. You kind of seal, see the, the heel of her palm 
kind of like push Cassie's chin up a little bit, kind of like literally like chin up kid. You know, that's what it kind of made me think of. And this scene, I especially, Sarah, do you remember what Cassie's mom was wearing in the, um, in this, the real scene, not this scene. Because I don't know, but this seems like almost angelic, like lighter. She, well, she's wearing all purple. Yeah. And it's this very deep purple, very like billowy, very like free kind of like in, in its movement. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I was trying to uh, like um, look, contrast it to what she had previously worn. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I, the water to me, I'm still thinking about it. Um, uh, if you listen to the Succession podcast, there's a lot of water imagery in that show as well. And there was a lot of like drowning talk and kind of just like what water means. Because water can mean many different things. On one side, you have kind of like, you know, baptism and rebirth, right, of sorts. On the other side, though, there is. It, there's drowning. There's suffocating. And so it's kind of hard to say for sure, especially because we had um, the other scene of uh, in the Mind Palace where Cassie is drowning in a bathtub and that is causing water to spill and pour off, right? Mm -hmm. And that is like a, a scene from times where she fell off the wagon. And so I'm trying to figure out like where this, because this water kind of Ariel kind of like flows down the stairs like a waterfall almost mm-hmm. like tears yeah. in my mind mm. yeah these are all sounding way better than mine because i was just like oh damn it's all that alcohol uh <laughs> coming in from outside <laughs> um yeah no i think the 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 right and you know i've obviously i'm sure the official answer is it's it means many things there's no real yeah answer, it's whatever. how you interpret it yeah right exactly but i think um the, what I what I think you can say for sure is that the show has done enough with imagery and like stuff in the mind palace that you even if you don't understand a hundred percent, you still feel the right way when it's happening. And I think there's like a there's the there's a connection there for you, if only emotionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is when we get wow, the CGI work. Um easy does it bear. Cassie's sitting in the Ferris wheel thing. Easy does it bear, comes out of the water like a fuzzy Godzilla, just like here to slay. And he's huge. And then he takes off his sunglasses and Cassie just stares at his like blank, like ball eyes. I, 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 I know that the show and the after credits try to explain it, but no. I can't remember what they were. Doing. I don't know. Like there I... was an after credits this episode. Yeah, they've yeah. been doing them. They've been doing them. No, this, I know, but uh, mine didn't show any. I'll have to go back and watch oh, it. Oh, Jessica, you I missed you it. it too early. Maybe the first, the first hour where they load it, it's not even up there yet, or something. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I understand the easy does it bear really is like, it means a lot of things, right? It's, it's symbolic of her relationship with her brother of like him putting this faith in her of him, like wanting to support her. I don't know. I thought that like her staring into the bear's eyes was kind of like her staring into Davy's eyes, but I don't, I don't really know yeah or even staring into the now that you mention it like just staring into the eyes of like this 
horrible darkness that she sees and it's like it's huge right it feels yeah. so much bigger than her and it's like this insanely large thing but if she can just look at it and like see it for what it is then maybe she can do the aforementioned uh whatever the bear says i can't remember now <laughs> just yeah easy does it um easy does it yeah but honestly this the cgi work is just like not good it was so bad and that's that the most distracting bear, thing about it that's the most it was so distracting like i couldn't with this huge bear I was like, I don't, okay, we're a little bit, again, we're getting a little too cute. Like, we could have done something else and have it be effective. This is too much for me. So they're saying that um, the bear symbolizes uh, something that haunts her as she falls off the wagon. Like, something that, like, watches her and, oh, like, right, judges her. Oh, right, she threw it in the water. And yeah. That's and... the other thing with water is, like, the beach and her throwing that bear in the water when she oh, everything washes back relapses. Up. Yeah. Yeah, so she, so they say that, yeah, it's supposed to, like, remind her that, like, she's powerless in this moment against, like, I don't know, this bear and um <laughs> no, she's, she's, your sorry. face your okay. face when you're like i guess like this is very yeah. like game of thrones she forgot about the iron fleet like they're yeah. trying to like make it make sense after the fact and it's like nah, yeah yeah kind of so she bit, was kind of powerless and all of a sudden she can see the full size of the issue within the bear i don't know this is what the director is saying all right yeah. sure jan sure yeah yeah it's uh, like if you have to like explain so much to us then i don't think it's very effective i'm just saying yeah mm -hmm. i mean i, I stand on I its own saying. i'm just saying i mean that bear was barely standing on its own i mean it has puff for legs <laughs> it has, and it's it has the water. help it has the help of a lot of computer generated yeah, yeah. Pixels. i applaud the show for doing things that are unique and different i think that's one of the trademarks of the flight attendant this like imagery last season it was the rabbits the rabbits i think like i was able to like justify what the rabbits meant and i was okay with it but yeah. I, I mean the easy does a bear i do think that it is you're right where it's like it's davy it represents davy like watching her judging her the easy does a bear watches her and judges her um and watches her recovery i don't know I don't, I don't know if i needed the giant bear in the moment but none especially once again it's like especially after like a powerful scene yeah, of, Sarah like, can't move on. I love it. I, I, okay, well, it's Sarah it's fine says there. easy does it. On easy the does yeah, it. it. Yeah, yeah. So we're it. back into reality. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, we're underneath. Wait, not really, because now we're underneath. This is not really reality. <laughs> we're underneath the pier. Max is like being held up by this couple. Annie tasers Esteban. Max rustles with gabrielle gabrielle thank you and then she tasers gabrielle and she falls on the floor are they just like shocked? they're just paralyzed for they're a little paralyzed. bit paralyzed okay. yeah they're not dead they what probably peed themselves but they're not dead okay <laughs> i didn't realize that was a part of it she does take that happens back. when you tase someone yeah oh so she takes her ring back, which I was really happy about. Ah. It, oh. And Annie is upset. She's like, I can't believe I used you as bait. Like, this was such a bad idea. But Max is like, I trusted you and you trusted yourself and it worked out and it's fine. You can totally use me as bait going forward. Um, and then, yeah, they use this opportunity to say, 
guess what? We're officially engaged now. Okay, this is a pet peeve of mine in television and movies. Uh-oh. When people do stuff like this where they're like, oh, let's have this like two minute romantic moment and i'm like we don't have time like <laughs> yeah. there is an emergency there's a killer your best friend is about to be murdered and you're like all being cutesy cutesy like i love we know i love max nanny i love max nanny we never gave him a ship name is it manny oh or it's that uh... or annex Ax. Ax. Um, regardless, I love them, but this is not the time. Like, um, who knows? These people might wake up any second. What that's true. They want to they want to give you that catharsis. They want to give you that catharsis. I know. Uh, I was like not here for it. They do this in TV movies all the time, and I'm just like never okay with it. Yeah. But I did like that he he said the right thing. He didn't like make it about him. He kept it about her. He said, I'm proud of you and you believed yeah. in yourself. I was like, wow, you don't hear that often. I like well, that. Max is yeah. great. He's Max is great. The best of us, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassie is getting off the Ferris wheel, but then she's confronted by her double, where we find out it's Grace the whole time. <gasps> they really tricked us with that after the episode but thing that they? one time. They- where they were like, oh, we're we like, we don't we want Grace to not be in Sunsons anymore. I will say I was tricked. <laughs> I was tricked that episode, but I will say that I was not fully convinced. And no, as you of were last not. episode, you were not. I still thought that is still Grace as my you number did. one suspect. You did say that. I didn't watch any of the because I was binging. I didn't watch any of the after the episodes. Um, yeah. But and I didn't think of Grace until the, like I said until they showed me her at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, then you were like, oh, it's great. Stay like, away oh, from the coming attractions. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, and Grace Grace has a gun and is like threatening Cassie. And Cassie's like, I want to go again. And the Ferris ride person lets her. Like, this is like, not right, how this works. You to look alike or you get up there. I. This is never how this works. Like, go to the back of the line. Back of the line. You just budge um, a bunch of people. Time. She budged like so many people in one day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I hate line cutters a lot, actually. I once, um, there was like a whole big thing out of my local Starbucks drive through where you have to fight to the death because there's so many line cutters. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> what? At a drive through? Yeah. How does yeah, that a, Not even a, thr- a Starbucks drive Yeah, the Starbucks drive through is really cutthroat. And How once, do people cut the line in Starbucks? Oh, don't get me started. But I had to slam on my horn for a good minute. When some oh because my. people kept cutting me. Oh. I hate that. I hate How line do you cutters. Cut someone off in a car. Because <laughs> they, it's like that thing of like chicken where they're like they're like I dare you to hit me. I'm gonna start to like move anything. I've seen don't, it happen. Yeah. I'm pretty. Don't. I dare them to test me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just better not to go through the Starbucks drive-through. But yeah, just go to Dunkin'. <laughs> honestly, just go to Dunkin'. Mm-hmm. Okay. This podcast is sponsored by Dunkin'. Dunkin'. <laughs> you wish. America runs on Dunkin'. You wish. Um. Anyway, yeah. And so they're forced on the Ferris wheel together, and Grace is very upset because Grace is like, "This isn't how it was supposed to be." How was it supposed to be then? How was it supposed to be? This is also another pet peeve of mine, where it's like. No one's asking the right questions. Like literally, yeah. all Cassie needs to say is, "Who do you work for? Who do you work for?" You know, <laughs> it's just no one's asking the right questions. So yeah, Grace is like, 
um, you know, this is so messed up. Cassie's like, I knew it was you, but I didn't want it to be because we're friends now because we hung out twice. Um, we're BFFs now. <laughs> yeah. Even though I uh, never called Megan my best friend in season one, even though we hung out all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grace says, I don't want to do it. I do-. And she's like, you know what? You don't have to. Like, you know, just Benjamin Barry can't tell you what to do. And Grace is like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I, I don't work for Benjamin Barry. I just stabbed him. Flashback to the scene that I was talking about before. I think, like I said, I think if you look closely, Grace stabbed Shane from the back, Benjamin from the front. Still don't know what the weird flash thing is, but something maybe happened. Maybe a flash of a blade. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Um, yeah, so Cassie thought that Grace was working for Benjamin, but it turns out that's not the case. We don't know who she's working for because she's too busy taking out the box cutter, which is not going to kill anybody because Grace <laughs> just grabs it and throws it. <laughs> <laughs> which is so pretty stupid. dangerous to be honest it's gonna probably kill the person on the ground not grace yeah i'm a train um, killer oh you're a flight God. attendant with a box cutter <laughs> yeah first of all rude second of <laughs> all uh it's lime green so it's kind of fancy yeah yeah, yeah. um so she says grace is both of us being here together messes up the whole plan uh, but what's the plan? We still don't know. Uh, yeah. She's like, this is not my favorite thing to do. I genuinely liked you. This is all bigger than you and me. Um, and, you know, at this point, Cassie is trying to talk her off the ledge. Like, you know, you don't have to Literally, do this. Right. Like, you can tell, you know, we can work through this together. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a killer. Uh, please put down the gun. And Grace says, I want to get out of the army at all costs because she, um, I hated what they made me do. Um, but I wound up doing the exact same thing that I didn't want to do. Killing people for somebody else. Um, yeah, this to me screams Dot, right? Because Dot's in the CIA. Yeah, Dot would have access to like army stuff. That's and Dot's on the way. So like that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So Cassie's like, why me? Uh, what's up with the Viewmaster? Grace has no idea what the Viewmaster is. Um, and she's yeah, like, so can we speculate on, like, I feel like it's pretty obvious it's Dot at this point. I think but, it's like, Dot, yeah. But why? What's the motive? Like, why? why See, that's why that I'm, reason? that's why I'm sitting here shaking my head because I honestly don't see a way that they explain it all and that I care. Like, in, in yeah. like, or, or, yeah, that that's that's kind of severe. But I mean, or even just like that, it would feel it that completely, it matters. Yes, that it feel completely emotionally satisfying in a way. And I mean, just as far as like the dot part of it, where it's like they use her in a certain way, and then like if that's who Grace is working for, like why yeah. does it even matter? Like I feel like I could, I should have cared about Grace more than I did. Yeah, the um, one thing that I am curious about is. Uh, if you recall in Grace's apartment, there is a photo of Grace in the army where it is ripped in half. I want to know who's the other person in the photograph. I was thinking it's the same thought, thing. Yeah. Is it, is it somebody else? Is it, is it Buckley? Like just throwing oh it out God. there. <laughs> Could it be Buckley? Like, is be she, is it is Jenny? It, oh my God. It's, it's Jaron Stone. <laughs> Jenny 
freaking Jenny in the army. It's not happening. It's not happening. You have Jenny. to let it go. It's this not podcast Jenny. is brought to you by Jenny. Jenny. Um, who's in the photo? Fo- I think the photo answers the question. I, I will agree. say that in the next yeah. episode, we will find Cassie finding the other half of the photograph, probably in Dot's office, being like, oh, Ooh. no, they're connected. I knew it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what we're going to probably get. Could it be somebody else? Perhaps, but Not I Davey. think the, maybe it's Dave. Davy was in the army. Who knows? Davy. Yeah. Where um, is <laughs> Yeah. So she, Grace says, you know, I, you know, I, yeah, like I just wish it wasn't, it didn't have to be like this. Um, I, you know, I don't like being somebody that I or dressing up as somebody that's not even me. Um, and she's like pretty convinced like after she gets off this ride she's going to prison at the same time we hear sirens and see some colors um yeah she says like she never had the choice yeah like yeah. this was like the only this was forced upon her cassie yeah. tries to say you do have a choice just tell me who's doing this which is like finally asking that question i know we've been waiting cassie for like five minutes for you to ask that question yeah um, but yeah, and this then is, this is like the saddest part. So yeah, FYI, this is where we're obviously going to get into the, the suicide talk. It's, yeah. So this is um, at the moment where Grace realizes that she does have a choice and her decision is that she is going to take her own life and mm-hmm. um, do so in front of Cassie with the gun that she had in her hand. And mm-hmm. uh, Cassie's in shock. This is shocking. Of course it is. Um, and this sh- the episode ends with um, Cassie shaking. We see sirens, um, lights flashing, noises. There's a ringing in her ear. Poor Cassie's ears, honestly. After, like, the explosion and now a yeah. gun going off right next to her. I mean, besides the trauma of everything, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, super sad. I think yeah, that... especially because I thought Grace was a really interesting character. Yeah. Loved Mae Martin on the yeah. show. I think they're yeah. a really talented actor. And so it kind of sucks that Grace is gone from the show. I almost wished we had a little bit more of Grace. Like, just a, like an, yeah. a dash, you know? Um, Because it kind of sucks that, like, I really liked her. And I would have liked to know just, like, ever so slightly more about her before we lost her from the show. Yeah, I mean that. I I think that the thing is, is that once again, I don't think that. I mean, obviously, Grace is not the end game big bad, so she was used as a pawn to whoever mm-hmm. is the big bad. So at the end of the day, do we really need to know about Grace? Yes, she was the one that was following Cassie, but do we even know it's that to entirety? Well, I, I would say probably she was probably doing the dirty work, but shipping the Viewmaster and the bloody wig, I think that shows that she wasn't behind that. There's a mastermind. She says that this is bigger than you, bigger than me. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that Grace was used as a pawn, and that was the most frustrating thing about her. She didn't have free will. She didn't have control of the situation. She didn't have the right to make her own decisions. Um, she yeah. was seems as though she was stuck in the army, and the way that she got out of the army was making this negotiation with whomever, the CIA maybe, uh, to be uh, have a, her own secret mission, and then. She thought that this would give her freedom from the army. In reality, she became a prisoner with whatever entity that she got involved with. It's a mm-hmm. sad, a sad tale. Yeah, it's a tragedy. And like obviously there's there's a little bit of a commentary um 
about the military and certain like parts of it and how people, you know, get uh, stuck with certain things and lack of uh, support, support infrastructure. Yeah. After the, yeah. You know, whether Mm -hmm. that be education or place to live or uh, any sort of uh, uh, thing to give you resource to help you when you get out of the army. But um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I thought that Grace was extremely in, an interesting character. I really liked their presence on the show. Obviously I'm sad that she felt like that was her only option. Um, yeah. And now we kind of get to see what the repercussions of this is for Cassie afterwards. Uh, going mm-hmm. into the season finale, we have some questions. Um who is responsible for all of this? What does Jenny want? Where's What's Davey? going on with Davy? Where's Davy? Where is Davy? Yeah. What's up with the Easy Does It Bear? Yeah. Will the Let's... budget on the wigs get bigger? And very, very low on the list. Uh, what's going to happen with Megan? But like, hardly anybody cares about that at this right. point. We have a lot of questions Megan. left. Um, oh. I mean, we still have the whole question of i mean who's behind all of this is it yeah. really dot will it be disappointing if it's dot i think that's no, my main question i don't i think if they do it in a satisfying way then no i don't think it would be sad if it's dot right and i assume um, I think- that like shane and benjamin barry are okay okay because they only got like stabbed once I mean, like, if you see like the coming attractions, you see like one of the two in a hospital bed because they yeah. give ev- they give up all the beans in the coming attractions and so the previously ons. I mean, you get. Sh- I mean, uh, they got Cheryl Hines right, and like I can totally see a world in which she gets a like really meaty villain monologue. Yeah, um, you know, a little sarcastic. Yeah. She's really good at that. A little uh, sassy. And they could, they, she could sell it to me, but I need them to really work hard. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. We believe in you. Easy does we it. We believe in you. Easy does it on making it bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I did like this episode. I thought it was a good penultimate. I wish it was a little bit longer. Like it went by so quickly that I yeah. just wish there was like a little bit more of it and a little less Megan huh. stuff. But you know, that's just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm so jazzed about the finale that's coming up next week. Mm-hmm. Next so week. so Ariel, what what are you up to these days? I feel like you have uh a a lot of a lot of beans going on. So, so, many, so beans. many so many beans. Um yeah, this first of all, this was awesome to come on here and talk about this. Like I have enjoyed so much of the emotional stuff of the show and it's so it always catches me by surprise like when i feel stuff because i think they do a really good job of like um presenting you with the quote-unquote like poppy stuff you know like like popcorn stuff and what the emotional stuff hits so hard because you're not expecting it uh and this season especially with the addition of like sharon stone and last episode god last episode was incredible um so I'm really no matter like how much I complain in Hem and Haw about like the dumb, you know, spy stuff, like the emotional stuff is still really hitting hard. And I think that's that's not easy to do. Um, so thank you both for having me. I am on Twitter at that other Ariel. I am covering 
the Staircase, another HBO uh, Max series with Marissa for Pusher mm-hmm. Recaps. And I am now back from vacation. Uh, and Grace and I are going back to movies. Uh, love a movie pro show recaps theater i'm trying to remember what movie we're covering this week fire I something fire starter yes i couldn't remember if it was uh i'm excited because i've heard a lot of bad stuff about it and i'm so excited to watch a bad horror movie <laughs> yes but that's it for me love it um so yeah jessica and i will be covering the last episode of the flight attendant We are very much looking forward for that um, next week, as well as you can find us at Shit90sPod, Shit90sShows taught me on Twitter and Instagram, Shit90sPod, where we cover Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek and other 90s content. Lots of fun over there. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Uh, Jessica, anything else by you? You can find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter. Um, Ariel, Grace, and I just finished season two of The Wild. Oh my god! Yeah. So we that were stuck is done. On that island for so long. We were really stuck there for a good minute. So go check out all of those podcasts. That was a blast. Um, beyond that, I'm on a bit of a hiatus from community building until June. Of course, Sarah mentioned shit 90 shows taught me. And then maybe it'll be something in the near future. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What could uh, that just be? Keep an eye on all those things. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to have a little chat, if you want to talk about like cheese or dinosaurs or the color purple or pretty much anything, I will. What? What? Those are my interests. If you want to talk to me about any of those things, tag me. <sighs> In the Posture Recaps Discord. And you could do that by becoming a patron. PosherRecaps.com slash Patreon. At the $5 level, you become a campus member. You get limited access, but it's still access nonetheless. And you also get early releases to certain podcasts. Um, And at the $10 level, that's when you get the whole kit and caboodle. Is that where you get the backdoor access? Oh, my. Oh, my God. It's been jimmied for you at the $10 level. <laughs> the back door has been jimmied at the $10 level. Uh, you could break into the – don't break in. But you could get into the Poster <laughs> Recaps full Discord. No North Korean hacking, please. No, please. Um, and, yeah, easy does it on into our uh, onto our Discord, and we'll chat. We'll have a little convo. It'll be great. Um, we have a whole little channel about the flight attendant. Um, earlier, let me call out uh, who was it said it. Seth asked, "Does anyone else think that Cassie's ringtone is annoying, or is it just me?" And I said, "Yeah, it's pretty I'm annoying. So tired of it." Okay, I, I kept waiting, so I didn't watch season. I didn't. I watched season one, obviously, very very recently, and like I kept mm-hmm. waiting for them to like really because they're building it up in the very beginning. They're building up. They're building yeah. up. Like, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? I know they're gonna do this. They've done it on the good fight. They do this all the time. I love this. And then it plays at the funeral in like the third or fourth episode. Yeah. And I died laughing. I was like, yes, we did it, y'all. We <laughs> did it. <laughs> I hate I it. It's so like, I need you. First of all, I love that song. It is annoying, but it's so good. It makes me smile every time. I hate it. Um, So yeah, join us uh in the Discord to make fun of the Cassie still having a ringtone in 2022. Um. I think that's I think that's everything we've got. So we'll be back next week flying into your feet with the finale of the flight attendant. We appreciate you all for being on this flight with us today. Safe landing. Please everybody, I don't know, buckle your seatbelts and then get off the plane once we've landed. Unbuckle your seatbelts to get off the plane. Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.